so as as an agency, this this is a superhero moment right here. You know, as an agency, you're having these conversations with with your your partner, with your sales, with whomever, and it's the perfect opportunity to go. You know what, guys? Tax is really complicated, but I have an expert. Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo the WooCommerce and WordPress Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Hostinger. Whether you are a small or large agency or a freelancer, they have recovered for managed WooCommerce hosting for your client's projects. And Weglot, who is known in the WordPress and WooCommerce space as a solution to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. I'll tell you more about Hostinger and Weglot later in the show, but we are ready as Ronald takes a deep dive into products and yes, sales tax. Now, before you do anything else, ponder on this. As a builder, whether you're an agency or a freelancer, you can be a superhero for your clients when you know about and can help them with the right resource on collecting sales tax. It's complicated, but not for the pros. So tune in as Kate from Avalara and Roger from American Eagle Talk all things taxes for agencies and freelancers. Welcome to another DoodleWoo podcast. My name is Ronald, calling here from England, and I work for WooCommerce. Uh, this time, I'm joined not by one, but two other guests. Uh, they all have one thing in common, which is sales tax. And I guess it's not paying it, but educating and supporting other folks uh, like you, our listeners. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to introduce you, uh, Kate and Roger. Uh, in fact, actually, if you introduce yourself first. So, Kate, over to you. Yeah, thanks so much, Ronald. Thanks for having Roger and I here. Very excited to, uh, what I like to say, nerd out on sales tax compliance. So just to forewarn you, I might get a little carried away. So feel free to tell me to calm down if, if I'm a little overly excited about it. But uh, yes, I'm uh, Kate Boholsky. I'm a sales executive at Avalara, and I've been here for about three years and have been uh, partners with Roger and his team. Roger. Excellent. So uh, to echo Kate, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, my name is Roger Walker. I'm the director of e-commerce for AmericanEagle.com. I've been with American Eagle now for about six years, uh, but I've been involved in e-commerce for the last 19, uh, and I've seen a lot of changes in tax over the last 19 years, and Kate and I have a, again, we do have a kindred spirit when it comes to talking about e-commerce and how it applies to tax. So, Okay, so I'm going to take a step back here. So Avalara, it's, what is Avalara? Is it a tax integration plugin? Um, just in short, what can our listeners expect from, from Avalara? Yeah, sure. So Avalara, um, at our core, we are a staff-based compliance company, and we've been around for almost 20 years. And what most people know us for is our ability to calculate sales tax accurately. We actually pride ourselves as compliance experts, and we do all kinds of things that are related to sales tax compliance, filing returns, getting people registered to collect um and managing all kinds of other aspects. And we are a global company. Uh, Ronald, I believe we have some offices kind of near you over there as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, Brighton, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So 
Ronald, let me jump in really super quick on that because uh, Avalara is, you know, as Kate said, is a SaaS-based platform. But from the agency perspective, Avalara is quite a bit more than that. Uh, it's our partner in helping our clients solve their tax problems. So it, it provides a service. But tax is so complicated these days globally uh, that you, you need an expert. And that's where Kate and the rest of the Avalara staff come into play. They're, uh, they're a power play for any agency to involve in a sales or implementation process. Yeah, I, I, let me pause you there for a moment. So tax is complicated. Um, I've got here four terms that I, I picked up on and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm assume let's, let's assume I'm a business owner and I, you know, start diving into taxes and there's these four terms and maybe one of you can just pick up on one of these and just give me a quick rundown what, what it is. So first one is e-invoicing. Yeah, so e-invoicing, uh, much more of a popular term um, over where you are, for sure, but it is making its way over to the U.S. and predict soon. So in a nutshell, e-invoice is electronic invoicing, which is a requirement in many countries now. And as I mentioned, we think that requirement will spread, which is essentially saying you have to have as a seller you have to have the ability to have a recording in essentially real time in, in some unique ways so that the government knows that their money is kind of coming and it's on its way. Okay. Great explanation, actually. Um, OSS, one-stop shop. Yes. So uh, one-stop shop, um, that is essentially the um, EU, the 27 EU country. It's a way to sort of streamline uh, the ability to allocate tax collected back to each individual country. If you register as one unit, um, you have a uh, funding agent that has to be in present in, in that area. And then um, what happens is all the VAT and GST and, and tax that's collected, you are paying one source and then it gets uh, allocated out um, you know, to the individual country. Okay. Do you know, is, is there a threshold or is it right from zero or is there, um, you know, once you go over a certain threshold, you have to start paying out to a different country? Basically, it depends on kind of who you're selling to and what you're selling. Okay. Maybe maybe stop there because that's that already, <laughs> there's so much nuance to it. At Avalara, what, what we should, we should change our logo and it should be the, the orange Avalara and then underneath that, it should say, it depends. <laughs> that is essentially the answer for yeah, every little class, asterisks. right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's a constant asterisk, exactly. I am not familiar with uh, some of the uh, U.S. sales tax uh, rules and laws. And one term that uh, I picked up on was the Wayfair ruling. So, yeah, so the Wayfair tax ruling, this was a 2018 lawsuit filed by South Dakota uh, v. Wayfair. And prior to 2018, if you wanted to do sales tax, uh, in essence, it was focused on wherever you had a physical presence. So if you had a physical presence in Illinois and you sold something to Ohio, you didn't pay Ohio sales tax on that. Now, obviously, uh, the state of South Dakota, along with the rest of the states of the U.S., had a problem with that. 
so they, they ended up taking it to the federal government and it ended up at the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court agreed. From that was born a plethora of tax laws, uh, ultimately coming down with tax nexuses. Nexuses? Nexuses? I don't know. One of those. And in essence, it established a state-by-state -state ruling of why you have to pay sales tax there and what those thresholds are. Great. So back to my persona as a UK seller, uh, want to export to, to Europe, uh, to the US. Uh, I think after hearing this, first reaction would be just scream and run away. Because before I do anything, governments will know what I'm doing, what I'm selling, how much tax I should be owing them. Uh, and I guess this is this is where Avalara comes in, where all of this is automated. And by the way, before I go in there, is there another term you want to uh, throw in there, or is there another country that we should highlight in this sort of uh, deep dive? No, I mean I think I think you you brought up a good point, which is you know where you're located and selling into the U.S. So unfortunately, a lot of companies that are not U.S. based they don't realize that they still have a responsibility to follow the economic and physical nexus laws, um, you know, in the 45 states, plus uh, Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico, and all these other places. So, um, yeah, and that's really a, a good point to bring up is that you, everyone, everyone can be affected when they're selling. And, again, it's, it's not that you should not sell here. You just have to be aware, right? You have to be aware of the laws, the fact that they're forever changing, and you have to have a solution in place. And so... And, you know, have a layer of being able to see that solution. Yeah. And once we get into implementation, you know, again, as an agency, we're not going to know all the, the relevant tax laws. But what we as an agency need to do when we're working on our implementation, we're working on our sales, is we need to identify who are the right people for these conversations. Uh, typically, our implementation stakeholders, they're, they're, not the, they're not the CFO, right? They're not the ones dealing with the financial aspects of this. So it's very important for us to go, are we talking to the right people about tax? By the way, here are some things to consider, especially in coming from outside the U.S. or even within the U.S. Our tax brackets over here are so complicated that it's insane. Kate, uh, the other day you and I were talking and you mentioned the number of U.S. law changes uh, over the last year. I think that's a good number to throw out there for folks. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was the 2021 statistic, and I believe it's something like 112,000 different tax rate changes across the U.S. Goodness. That's not even the taxability of your product. So some states tax slogan. Other states do not. Then you've got New York that says only if it's over a certain dollar amount does it become taxable. So there's just so much variation to that. And if once you get a grasp on it and you're like, oh, I got it, I got it figured out, the next month it changes somewhere, right? So it's, it's very complicated. This, this shouldn't be seen as a scary thing, though, right? That's definitely, we're not talking about this to try and scare people. Uh, we want to make sure that we educate that there is complexities here. These are manageable complexities, extremely manageable complexities. Absolutely. We just need to determine, you know, where in the implementation process we want to do this. Some folks, you're going to have these conversations. Kate's going to have these conversations. The agency's going to have these conversations. And they're still going to go, well, I have X person in accounting, and they're going to handle it manually. 
you know, a, a phrase that, you know, I've heard a lot just through through my own education and coming up in e-commerce is everything has a cost associated with it. And, and not to steal Kate's line, she mentioned this the other day, also has an accuracy cost associated with it. So yes, you can have somebody deal with something manually, but is that really the best use of their time or is there more important things that they should be doing? Should we automate that? What is the cost offset of that automation? And what is the accuracy offset, right? You know, the person doing it manually, they may be prone to mistakes. And, you know, the, the government, any government is not going to go, oh, that's okay. You made a mistake. No problem. Uh, we all know that they're, they're pretty picky about those kind of things. Hmm. That's a really good point. And um, so I, I can, uh, I'm, I'm making an assumption here that, uh, whoever's listening to it, it's like, oh, well, it doesn't count for me. I'm too small. I'm just a small business doing this. And, you know, Roger, you just talked about accountancy departments and, you know, trained accountants that, that or finance, uh, who manage this. Um, is there a, uh, a minimum? Is there a, a, you know, what's your advice? How big as a store in terms of turn, turnover or number of countries you should, you should start thinking about tax automation? So really and truthfully, Everyone, no matter how big or small, it is the most common misconception is I'm a small business. The government is not going to find me. Well, guess what? The government doesn't know that you're small. They don't know that you're big. They don't know, right? They know that you have a website now. You have put yourself out there. And so um, you're just as, as, as high at risk as anybody. Now, there are certain industries that are a little bit more audit prone. Uh, manufacturers, <clears throat> construction, very complex things. They do a lot of things. They have a lot of challenges. But retail, it, it's in the top four, right? So it's, it is really important that people don't have that misconception. And they want to, you know, they should be educated from the beginning um, just to help them understand. And so sometimes we have conversations and really they, they do have it in play. They, they're they're not quite crossing thresholds where they have to get it set up, but in six months or a year, they need to, right? So they just they just need to be aware. And like Roger mentioned earlier, it's not meant to be scary. You just want to make sure that when you're talking with your clients and it comes to that conversation of tax, you know, you really want to don't don't brush past that. Don't just assume, oh yeah, we're we're good. We're just you know in our home state of New Jersey or wherever. And we're, you know, we're doing this fine. Our accountants handle it. Bring all the accountants in and say, listen, like, this is really complicated. We want to make sure we set you up for success. This is compliance. You know, it, it's really important and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be uh, underviewed. Right. So as, as an agency, this, this is a superhero moment right here. You know, as an agency, you're having these conversations with, with your, your partner, with your sales, with whomever. And it's the perfect opportunity to go, you know what, guys, tax is really complicated, but I have an expert. Um, and it, maybe it sounds a little cheesy, but this is where we bring in folks from Avalara to, to help, you know, gauge some of that experience. You know, leverage that experience uh, and say, okay, well, here's what your tax liability is currently. Here's what you should plan on. You know, do do you need automation? You know, I'm always going to say yes. Kate is always going to say yes. Uh, well, actually, Kate won't always say yes. But let's look at it from a realistic standpoint. As an agency, 
you, you just took your credibility and you just yacked it up through the roof because you said, you know what? I have an expert who can help us with this. Yeah. That's, that's a great, great point. And also just back on the cost, if you, if you start early and six months down the line, you do hit those thresholds, having to unravel what you've done in the last six months versus it's already been happening in the background must be a huge cost saving. And I guess everybody's in business to do well and better and keep growing. Something crossed my mind, which is digital services. And um, digital services, does the, the, the same tax rules account for those? For example, selling subscriptions or music uh, online, and you sell these across the US and Europe? Yeah, that's a really good point. So that is like, if you could pick five sort of hot topics, e-invoicing, you mentioned that earlier, was one. And I'd say the movement of, of digital taxation is probably also in that top five, maybe top three. So, um, yeah, um, even even things like um, advertising and marketing. So Maryland was the first state to pass a law um, that, you know, has a tax when it comes to, um, you know, uh, pr- promos and marketing things on your website and things like that. Luckily, they'd sort of set some thresholds. So it is today affecting just really larger companies currently. But that's not to say that, you know, that won't change um, and affect others. So, and that's, that's really what our engine does, right? So you pick an Avalara tax code that matches with what you sell. So if you are selling subscriptions and they are taxable or becoming taxable and things change down the road, we're going to keep up with that as those changes occur on our end. So I think, um, you know, Kate and I just had um... – something come up. Avalaria just isn't about uh, e-commerce either, right? Uh, we just had an implementation that we were working on together, and, and that was the the client's impression. Well, I only need Avalara for my e-commerce portion, but this particular client had a large offline business, uh, and Kate was able to educate the client that, no, to meet your thresholds, they're not just looking at e-commerce, they're looking at you as a whole. Do you, do you want to throw in on that one, Kate? You had a lot of good conversation with those folks. Oh, yeah. No, that's such a good call out. So people, and, and you know, think about your, the audience of a web designer and, and what you, you listeners here are doing. You're mostly talking with probably someone that's kind of on the technology side. So they might not be aware of the finance, but that is exactly right. So one of the main reasons, especially if it's implementing a website is new to the business, if it's a new channel for the business, it doesn't just start then and move on. You have to address what has happened prior. So um, this particular client, um, they're based up in the east, um, uh, northern east uh, part of the United States. And they were delivering manufacturing and delivering products with their own company vehicle into a neighboring state for 20 years and never collected tax in that all those sales. So they have 20 years of historical liability that they need to kind of, you know, take care of before. And so, you know, what we want to do is a kind of do a deep dive analysis, make sure that they're compliant and just educate them. But I mean, they can ignore that, right? You can take a head in the sand approach. You're the business. You can decide that. But certainly it's our role to, you know, take a deep dive, find out what they've been doing historically. And now, and they're adding this new channel of the business to make sure that they stay compliant. 
And so one of the things our tax engine will do is it'll track your economic net for you and actually alert people when they're at 80% of a certain tax and jurisdiction threshold. Mm. Yeah, let's just say those were a lot of fun conversations when the client realized that. As a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, check out hostinger.com. Their infrastructure brings your client's site speed, uptime, and security. Also, at your fingertips, you'll find a powerful suite of tools for security and performance, code and content management. Now, add to that the ability to manage your WordPress website through WPCLI for control configuration and plugin updates, enhanced WordPress acceleration powered by Lightspeed Enterprise, control over auto updates, free migrations, and of course, the essential staging sites. Through all of their services and features comes e-commerce optimization for your clients who shops. So when you think about it, overall, everything you need to keep your client sites running smooth can be found with their agency hosting at hostinger.com. Weglot is known as an industry standard in the WordPress space to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. And as a supporter of the WooCommerce community, they are not only helping with the language barrier of Woo shops around the world, but they are also global sponsors in the WordPress ecosystem. With this sponsorship, they continue to build long-lasting relationships and make new connections with the community and with you, the Woo Builders. So kudos to Weglap for this larger support to the ecosystem and make sure at the next event you attend to find them and say hi. And you can always learn more about Weglot by simply going to their site, weglot.com. But Roger, to your point and and to your sales pitch, uh, what you shared earlier, um, Avalara is is a partner, isn't it? It's not, uh, you know, they're the experts. So examples like that, which you probably don't think of as a freelance or as an agency that, you know, certainly you connect your your client, your business to a, a much wider possible problem um because you're just building a website but actually guess what you know being you're being dragged into a much bigger part of this let's not make it always negative but there's you know there's this additional uh solution that that or, or you know a tax sales tax vat etc um always ask name it um you're all you're all now suddenly uh become part of that um, Roger, I'm just going to go uh, here with you for a moment. So as an agency, you've implemented Avlara uh, into various stores. As a freelancer, how would I charter this, this these uncharted waters? Um, I've never done it. What's the sort of conversation you should have? Um, what should you be looking at in terms of implementation, You know, time-wise? What are the different steps? And maybe sort of take a uh, parallel route of a really simple store to a, a bit more complex store uh, that you've done in the past. Yeah, if you even as a freelancer, and you know, I started as a freelancer way, way back. Uh, again, tax was a little bit less complex then. But even as a freelancer, you're you're going to start off by asking some relevant questions. You know, if it's if it's you, the company owner, uh, dealing with you, the the, the freelancer, you're not going to have a large tax team. You're not going to have an accountant. Or if there is an accountant, they're not going to understand e-commerce most likely. Uh, but we need to ask some questions. You know, One, is there any sort of tax exemption? 
tax exemption takes many different forms. To be honest, uh, for these initial questions, you can Google a lot of these and go, what qualifies for tax exemptions? I'm going to put a disclaimer on that uh, because Googling is not legal advice. <laughs> so you know, don't take that as gospel. But we need to ask a lot of these relevant questions to go, you know, even, even a, a novice can understand how complex somebody's tax is. From there, you know, Avalara has a range of everything that's going on. So even a freelancer can loop Avalara into this. Now, if you're only selling $100 of something online per month, you know, there may be a little bit of pushback to go, do I really need this? But it doesn't hurt to at least talk to somebody. So that's, that's the small one. You're, you're, that's the let's talk to somebody. Is this complex? Is it not complex? Do we have concerns? Yes, we always have concerns. Let's talk to somebody. And then we can make an educated decision from there. In terms of implementation, uh, you know, implementation for Avalara, I, I'm not going to put some hour numbers on this because everybody estimates hours differently. But a smaller Avalara implementation is definitely manageable by a freelancer without months and months of time. Right. Um, Avalara does have services where they can help for their end of the, the implementation. Makes it really easy. Avalara also has tons of different plugins for all of the popular platforms. So as a freelancer, I'm not going to say it's plug and go, but it's pretty close. Uh, for the more complex tax implement implementations, we, these are people who have got tariffs, they have tax exemptions, uh, they have restricted products, you know, the, the whole shooting match of tax complications globally. Then, you know, the very first thing we want to look at is, do you have dedicated tax professionals? The answer is probably yes, if they're that complex. And, you know, the very first thing we ought to do once we recognize that complexity is we need to take a step back because anything we say as an agency there is probably going to muddy the conversation. Uh, our, our next step is what I mentioned previously to put on our superhero cape and go, you know what? I have the folks who can help with this and then immediately loop in Avalara. Same thing, though, no matter the complexities. You know, a lot of the implementation aspect for the major platforms is already done. There's already connectors there. There's already a lot. So it is not a super heavy lift from the implementation side. Now, there's exceptions to every rule, right, especially as you start talking customizations. But for the most part, uh, Avalara, from a development implementation standpoint, is extremely easy to do. Mm. Yeah, I'll just chime in and just add a couple of things there. And Roger, you really, you didn't summarize it perfectly well. We have, I think, 1,400 platforms that we have pre-built integration to. Most are, were built and are managed by our Avalara partners. But we have some that Avalara built and maintained themselves. And so regardless of what platform, um, really like 90, maybe 95% of the implementation is really done within your Avalara dashboard. And it's basic things, picking tax code, telling us where you're registered and collecting tax, things like that. There's very rarely uh, customization that is needed from a developer standpoint. Um, really it, it, you know, most of it is that, that API functionality is there and ready to go. So, um, and I'll just say back, kind of commenting on that, the superhero comment, it really is 
you really is a superhero when you when you refer because you're helping your customers take a proactive approach to compliance, right? Rather than reactive. And I'll add there too, as far as referrals, Avalara, our our we go to market to our partners, right? So um gosh, I was just in Chicago uh yesterday and texted Roger at lunch. I was I had a little bit of time to kill before uh getting on getting on my plane, wanting to know if you wanted to hang out for a minute. Um, and, you know, again, that's that's the deepness of our partner network, right? So we do that and and we offer anyone to become a referral partner. So if you are a freelancer and you are interested in making some commissions, um, you can actually get uh, referral commissions um, or referring. So certainly lots of lots of opportunities there, um, but really it's that superhero cape and, and it's just you know, we want you to, we don't want you to try to vet the client. Don't start asking them a million questions. Where are you registered? And this, that, and the other. Just say, hey, listen, we recommend you talk to the expert. I'm not an expert, right? I certainly don't, when I go to the doctor, I certainly don't try to, uh, you know, make recommendations to the doctor to tell his, his other patients what to do, right? That's not my thing. I let him or her do that. So, but yeah, we just want people to know that, you know, let, let us have that conversation. That's incredible. Back this up just a couple steps too. Um, just a, a piece of anecdotal evidence here. Uh, I have a, a gentleman that I've known for many, many years. He has a small online business. He was trying to get started. This is somebody I went to college with and he called me up and he said, Hey, what do I have to do with tax? Um, we talked through it a little bit. Uh, I recommended that he, you know, go with Avalara, and he was able to actually implement all of that himself, right? So he was able to get Avalara set up. You know, obviously not very complex in terms of his tax requirements, but you know, stripping out even the independent developer, he himself was able to set this up. Now, granted, he is a web professional. Um, just more on the design side as opposed to the development side. Um, I think that's a very valuable thing you've shared because it, it shows to me, um, I'm putting the persona hat on of a, of a freelancer, that there is opportunity and not just opportunity to sell for Avalara to my customers, but actually call in the expert and have that uh, relationship and connection and ask for advice. And I also have to say before this call, I, I searched the... Uh, blocks and materials, resources, and it's it's really very extensive, very in depth, and yeah, I think it's 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 incredible opportunity. But just uh, f- to go a bit further into the uh, how accessible Avalara is to the especially the the WordPress and WooCommerce community, uh, one thing I've noticed is your extensive sponsorship at WordCamps and also together with with WooCommerce. Um, how big of that is is that in terms of your sort of policy and the way you do business to have that personal uh, connection and, and actually meet the freelancers? Sure. No, yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, we, you know, I don't know how they chose the bright orange, but we, we are all about the bright orange and we want to be seen, right? We want you to come to us. And so you met, yeah, you mentioned uh, WordCamp will be there. I think that's the end of August in Maryland, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, yeah, we, we want, we want people to come. We want people to ask questions. Um, we want to have that face to face interaction when we can. We have a huge partner team. We have partner team upon partner team to educate 
and walk people through and find out, you know, if they want to become a referral or a technology partner or both, you know, what that looks like. Um, and yeah, we want you to ask questions and we want to provide, you know, information and, and you know, help help you grow, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roger, how how was uh, how is that connection from an agency perspective when you see Avalar sponsor community events like this? It actually is is it's quite you know inspiring. Honestly, AmericanEagle.com does quite a bit of <laughs> quite a bit of conferences as well. But when you see a partner who's actively engaged at that level, you know we all know partners. Partners are partners, but they have different levels of interaction. You have some partners where they'll send you a lead, you'll send them a lead, and, and you know you talk once or twice a month on marketing aspects. But then you have other partners, of which Avalara is one of these, where they're actively and heavily engaged in the community, and then they're also actively and heavily engaged with you. When we bring in Kate um, or some of her her uh, co-workers, Eric Osborne's one that comes to mind, they come into our meetings with the clients to talk about these requirements. They're not coming in as, as an other, as an outsider. They're coming in as part of the global team. Avalara, in my opinion, takes that approach with everything they do as far as community outreach, conferences, partnership engagement, um, they're truly I'm fanboying a little bit here, to be honest. So I'm just going to cut it off right there. <laughs> well, I think it's such a good example. I mean, you know, there are other, um, you know, WooCommerce um, extensions or um, SaaS or uh, services that plug into WooCommerce that might be listening to this and try to figure out, like, why, why, you know, how do they do it and what are the sort of a piece of advice? And I think engaging with the with the ecosystem, with the community, is such a crucial part of of doing well and and growing sustainably um, in 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 this in this industry. I also want to go back a couple of steps, and I, I probably should have asked you about this a little bit earlier. But I um, I think we, we we went over a bit qu- too quickly. Is actually when you are selling on other platforms, so you have your WooCommerce site, but you might also be selling on eBay or on Amazon. How does that work actually in terms of the tax compliance, uh, Kate? Sure. Yeah. So you mentioned you know a couple of marketplaces. So. You know, five years ago when that big Wayfair law happened, lots of things changed. Shortly after that is when some marketplace facilitator laws went into play. And so um, as far as the U.S. goes, pretty much most of the states that have uh, economic necklace laws also have marketplace laws. And so huge misconception of sellers is, oh, I'm selling on such and such marketplace. They collect the tax. I don't need to do a thing or worry about it. That is not true. It really is not. Back to my top five um, earlier mentioned, that is, that is definitely in the top five. So, yes, they're doing those things for you, but you still have to know if you're storing inventory in a fulfillment center, if that state says that that sugar's metric, as well as knowing whether or not that state defines your marketplace sales as contributing towards your economic nexus. And so what we have done is um, we have, again, those 1,400 plus integrations that are directly two-way, you know, API communication into our engine, but we also have extractors. And so we extract the data from Amazon, et cetera, and we pull that into our tax engine just for reporting purposes to help these clients out. 
as well as the back end, right, from your ERP back to my uh, North uh, Coast customer that was delivering, um, you know, via their own company trucks, hence triggering Nexus. You know, we're going to plug in for that customer on the back end as well and capture all those tax exempt sales. So we, it's very common, right? And a very common scenario is we have multiple integrations, plus those extractors, and it's all pulling under one umbrella, which is Amalera. Yeah, incredible. To be really honest, I never thought of it in such a fast, complicated landscape and actually the, the service that you provide. Um, and, you know, it's also to heroes like Roger that actually makes that connection with, with the customer. Because, again, you know, they might not know these complexities. You, you start a business and it's not the first thing you think about. It's like, right, stores launch. Right, let's talk about tax. It's, it's something that's quite often an afterthought. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an afterthought because it's not a revenue driving activity, right? And people don't want to spend money. I tell my clients, listen, no business, small, medium, or large, has a budget dedicated for sales tax compliance. But we do find that most companies, at least those that are doing it well, they do spend about 1% on compliance, including sales tax in that mix. So it definitely needs to be something that should be, you know, thought of. And when you get a help, you know, hold of it early and take that proactive approach, you're just setting yourself up for just future success and, you know, cost savings down the road. And that's, yeah, it, it does fall outside of the, the agency or, or small developer role a little bit, but it is something we need to be aware of. I think we can all agree that most clients take shipping extremely seriously and there's a lot of shipping issues. They're all about shipping and figuring out all of these things with shipping. But yet at the same point in time, these folks who are so engaged in their shipping and understand that it's so complex, then discount the the tax complexities there. And I think it's just because it's not as in your face, but yet tax is as complex, if not more so than shipping. And the two are actually fairly tied close together. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, once did a, a talk, it just reminded uh, me of that, uh, a couple of years ago, where you build e-commerce upside down and you actually start with these afterthoughts first and then work your way back all the way to the homepage because that's where it often starts. It's like, ah, oh, let's launch a site. Let's look what the, the homepage looks like. Let's add a logo, etc. But actually doing these sort of things first makes a lot more sense because then, you know, allocating 1% of your uh, revenue to tax compliance or uh, um you know and then you 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 start building up your profits your your promotions etc uh and then you probably set your way to success right from the beginning i think we as developers get it um a lot of clientele don't when you ask them what's the most important part of their their website they're going to say the homepage it's not the homepage uh, you know the homepage may be the first look but in e-commerce or just in general i suppose we don't want people on the home page. We want them in the checkout. So yes. <laughs> the, the home page is just to facilitate somebody getting into that catalog as quickly as possible, getting down through that sales funnel and getting into the checkout. So making sure that our cart, our checkout, and then by extension, our tax and shipping flows and payment gateways are correct. That's where the focus of all of the work should be. You know, home page is very important. It has to look good. It has to have good user flow. But at the end of the day, the business of e-commerce is to sell things. Yeah, I, I couldn't add any more to that. Um, in fact, actually, while we were online, I had to quickly Google if I would find a, a, a good tax quote. And, and hear me out. I don't know if, if, even if it's good, but it says here, a fine 
is a tax for doing wrong and a tax is a fine for doing well. Can anybody beat that? I like that. I like that. I was um, going to say, I think I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, a, that's a, uh, a captuable quote almost, right? Or something you'd hang on your wall in your office when, and, you know, one of those pretty little uh, decor things. Yeah, oh, yeah there's an Avalara bumper sticker, right? I don't know if that's a still a thing next time you're in chicago kate we'll we'll go get that tattooed right 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 here oh, no, <laughs> absolutely absolutely well i i will uh if you'll allow me to share a, a dad joke uh, about tax I, I don't know if i'll beat your deep inspirational quote there but yes please my dad joke of the day is why are accountants always tired after work because their job is so taxing <laughs> And there you go. I'm not sure we could be friends anymore, Kate. <laughs> I don't know which which part I find more funny because of course I can see Roger and and that 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 frown that that oh, <laughs> that, that reaction was probably that the two of you together was just gold. Hey, I started up. I called it out as a bad joke. Okay, and that's basically I I, yeah. I I laid the groundwork for some low expectations. Okay. In my defense, Kate and I have been both business partners and friends for quite a while. So yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go. I know how she is, and just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can um, just, you know, a couple of final words. Thank you so much. It's been actually really a good, uh, insightful, but also fun uh, podcast recording. Um, thank you so much for your time, and well, we'll see you at the next WordCamp. In fact, WordCamp US. Great. Thanks, Ronald. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for having me. Hey, Bob WP here, back again. How many tax laws are cropping up in the U.S. alone? Well, someone needs to stay on top of those. And if collecting sales tax, whether it's for your own business or as a resource for your clients, is now something you know about, take advantage of that. Also, make sure and check out our sponsors, Hostinger and Weglot who have committed to helping grow this builder community. Be sure to share Do The Woo with your team, colleagues, and friends, because we all need to keep on doing the woo. So until the next time. <laughs>